Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. So kill the lights, grab a cold one, and join us as we dive into this mad world we love. I'm Nick. I'm Seamus. And I'm Jamie. Like scary movies. Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? And as a reminder to all listening, if you want to help us to continue growing as a podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whichever streaming platform you use. To stay up to date with us and all of our episodes, be sure to follow all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fear and Beer Pod. Feel free to reach out to us. We love to interact with you all. This is a fly by your pants. Is that the saying? Fly by, by your pants? Fly by the seat of your pants. Seat of your pants. pants. Yeah, that's what this episode (laughs) is going to be because we literally just flew back home today. Me and Jamie were in California the last week. Uh, We flew out Wednesday night, California time, and landed at 7 a.m. Thursday morning. And I figured we can't go two weeks without doing an episode, even though it's still February. There's still stuff to be talked about. We kind of got ourselves on a little roll last week while we were talking about all these, you know, old faces, new places, new icons, integrated stories, all kinds of got stuff. And it, and it kind of got the, the brain turning a little bit because there's, I think, more characters that we we didn't really dive into. Now, last week, we really discussed a lot of those, you know, pseudo icons, scrapped icons, what have you. But I do think there's a lot of other cool characters that, aren't necessarily tied into, you know, the lore and the history and all that stuff. But it would be cool if they were just because their character design is really fun. I think a lot of their zones or houses were very well received and people do want to see them back in some way, shape or form. And and I don't know if we have all of the answers as to how to make these things happen, but I think there's enough there to kind of bring it up to a discussion and see what we have to to work with. Now, like I said, this is kind of a, oh gosh, Seamus is drinking. Perfect, because I am not. Like I said, we just traveled in. I am so goddamn tired. I didn't I didn't sleep a lick on the way home. No. I was working with half of a seat on the plane because somebody was sitting next to me uh, took up their seat and half of my seat, and it was just a miserable experience, probably for the both of us, but I just want to say it was probably more miserable for me because it was just god-awful um so i do not have a beer i'm not drinking i think i kind of ran the fridge out before we went on vacation so that way i can get some more craft beers in uh, in the coming weeks but i just didn't have the drive to go get it today (laughs) i just didn't feel like getting it so seamus is representing the beer for us tonight it looks like yeah nothing special though hey it's same old same old it's the thought better than me No, me and you are in the same boat with with a whole bunch of nothing. So um, I guess like maybe before we get into discussion, instead of talking about beers and stuff, Jamie, why don't we let's just talk a little bit about the trip because we got to go see some cool spots, uh, some of your favorite spots that you've been wanting to go. So why don't we just kind of talk a little bit about that? And we do have something coming in the video format uh, that I'll discuss in a moment. But I know the one place that you want to talk about and I got two that I'll kind (laughs) of talk about. Yeah, so of course, we finally make it out of California. For years, I've been wanting to go to Santa Cruz to go see the boardwalk where they filmed The Lost Boys, they filmed Us, they filmed Bumblebee, um, Sudden Impact, a bunch of different films there. But (laughs) just our luck, we get there and it's literally like 
torrential downpour, like 30 mile an hour winds, like the worst fucking weather they've seen in like years, they said. So the first two days, the boardwalks were closed. The third day, we were able to go and explore around a little bit, which was really fun. In the days prior, I was still able to get a couple shots from the beach and stuff like that. But we got a couple good spots that I was able to line up from us and from the Lost Boys alike. And there's one in particular that I really enjoy, the hot dog on a stick. Um, stand is such a small piece, I feel like, in both films because in the back it can be seen in us when they're walking down the boardwalk and then in The Lost Boys as well when Star is talking to Michael, you can see it in the background as well, but also it could be seen in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They filmed a couple clips at the boardwalk as well, which is pretty cool. So it was definitely a very eventful weekend. It was a lot of fun. We got to go to... I well, kind of ventured off myself as soon as we got there and left Nick in the dust, but I found a couple other spots myself too. But it was a really great trip. It was a lot of fun. We definitely want to go back so we could get the full experience of the boardwalk when it's not off season and, and whatnot. Yeah, it was it was it was really cool to see. Uh, I am disappointed. I wish it was, you know, all lit up and I got to feast <laughs> on horror night style food on the boardwalk. But yeah, so we got to check out that spot. So, you know, you'll probably be posting about that, talking about the the different shots that line up. Yeah, uh, yeah. The two spots that I really like. Uh, one's very quick. Um, I got to go to the corner of Cherry and Washington, uh, which if you're not familiar with Zodiac Killer or the Zodiac movie, that's where he, you know, has his last confirmed kill of Paul Stein where he shot the taxi driver and walked away. So that was pretty cool. I took a picture. I might post that. That was really all we got. But we also did a tour of Alcatraz, which not really horror stuff like that. But I I took some videos. I'm going to do some sort of vloggy style overlay of some of the information and stories that they told us because it was some really cool escape plans and escape stories that they, they really cool. told us about there. So I asked the people uh, if if y'all wanted on socials me to post a video about that. And you pretty much all said yes. So I will start working on that over in the coming weeks. Uh, no promises as to when that will drop, but we'll be putting that onto our YouTube channel. So if you don't follow us there, go to YouTube, subscribe and check that out because we'll be up in a little bit. I'll be I'll be updating you when it's coming <laughs> along, but uh, it's it's not at the top of my list of things to do immediately, but it will be get will be getting done for sure. So let's get into these these faces. Now, I think we might be able to run through some of these a little bit quicker than others, obviously, because some of these just don't have the extensive stories that others do. Now, these aren't all tied into the lore. You know, this the, the thing that really sparked this discussion was the odd fellow treatment. And that was really taking that sort of unknown character. You knew the name just from lore and you only knew it if you are like a deep HHN person. If you asked the you know random goer at HHN 29 who Dr. Oddfellow was, I don't think the majority of them would know him or how he ties into the story. So that rejuvenation of older characters was pretty cool. So I, I really got us interested in seeing this. So these characters that we have, some are more known than others. Some don't have names, some have minimal stories. So we're just kind of talk about if they could be that icon level. Is there a way to tie it in? Would it be interesting enough to do? But you know, I think we'll we'll get some answers as we start to discuss. So Jamie, why don't you kick us off with our first uh, little character that we got here? Yeah. So I know we were saying um, some of these characters aren't going to have as much backstory, but this one I actually wrote a little bit about. There was there's quite a bit of information. Um, so yeah, so you guys will have to uh, tell me what you think about this. So 
Nathaniel Crow is who we're going to be talking about. Nathaniel Crow was an unused concept icon by Mike Aiello. So, a little bit of backstory. Nathaniel Crow was an attempted pumpkin farmer who was in hopes of growing and selling the pumpkins, but they would inevitably rot once he picked them. He meets Jack the Clown, who tells who tells him that the land is cursed and nothing will ever grow. Jack offers a proposition to Nathaniel about buying the rights to his land for his carnival. This would be the land for Halloween Horror Nights' Carnival of Carnage. Crow is eventually seduced by the horrors of the carnival. He questions Jack, why do I not die when others do? Jack responded with, you'll see. Once Jack and the carnival left, Nathaniel was filled with hate. After seeing a tethered old post from the carnival in the now desolate field, he begins to bleed from sheer rage onto the poster. The blood composes itself into an anonymous rhyme. Once the blood returns to his body, he realizes he's ultimately cursed to eternity and the pumpkins have all been carved into weird faces with candles lit inside them. Above the pumpkins were crows with glowing red eyes and the decaying trees. As he tried to run away, the roots encased him in the ground and the, gr- and the crows attacked him, pecking his eyes out and filling the missing parts of his body with pieces from the pumpkins. So yeah, HHN Wiki, again, shout out to you guys because you had so much information that I kind of just bundled up all together in that. But it was uh, before we get into talking about Nathaniel Crow. I think you had told me this before, Nick, when we did the Wicked Growth House, that Nathaniel Crow was kind of in the house, per se, when I think we walked through the barn and he was hanging up and had his eyes pecked out by the crows and stuff. Yeah, there was a point in the house where you walk and on your left on top of like some hay bales was a a, a static figure with crows on it. And that was that was meant to be Nathaniel Crow. Because otherwise, I don't think he has been used at the event. If I'm not mistaken. No, no. no it was just kind of war that mm-hmm. fell to the wayside, essentially. Mm-hmm. And his story is now, so good. <laughs> it is. It is a good it's story. So and it almost it almost blended into the Pumpkin Lord story. Like yes. those two are kind of one and the same, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see how you'd be able to bring him in now with Pumpkin Lord being a known enough figure. Right. So what do you, Seamus, do you think that this is a way that we could like, could we, could we have both or should they kind of retcon something that like, you know, pumpkin Lord grew out of the body where crow died or, or something like that. That's what I was just going to yeah, say. <laughs> probably have to combine the two mm-hmm. in some way. I don't know if he would hold on. I don't know if he would have a hold on the event by himself. Um, plus he was, he was a character in the house, right? The, with the yeah. scarecrow house. He's so. just like a dead, a dead figure. Right. So you'd have to kind of like build out his story a little bit more so that it would make sense for most people. Because I don't think, I mean, outside of like those that really know the story of the event better, but yeah, I could see them doing it. It would just have to involve pumpkin King, a uh, pumpkin Lord, excuse me, in some, in some way, I think. Yeah, I think that's the smart way to do it. I don't know if he's strong enough, like standalone name. You know, he has ties to Jack. So like maybe you could do something there. But again, with Oddfellow kind of already been done, you know, how many how many webs do you want to weave off of one character? So that's kind right. of the- and is there enough there to really build an entire event out of it anyways? Because Scarecrow, I mean, it's, it's a great house, but can you make a whole event out of that story? I mean, it would get kind of probably repetitive after a while, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and if it were to be done, I'd say 31 would have been the, the time to pull the trigger on that. 
Yeah, because that I could have so been too. easily tied into like All Hallows Eve and All Halloween everywhere, and mm-hmm. you know you could do something with that whole Jack on that land or Crow coming back as a form of you know the Pumpkin Lord and something like that. So I, I'm not really bought in on Nathaniel Crow. I think I think he had a very long, extensive backstory, but more as a side character, like he was just a person in Jack's story versus he had a good enough story that involved Jack, if that makes sense. No, it does. It is interesting to think about, though, that he was an unused icon concept. So maybe if Mike Aiello keeps it on the back burner or whatever, or has it saved in the books if it needs any ideas. Because I think, like you said, I don't think it would be a full-on icon just because I feel like the similarities with the Pumpkin Lord, I feel like they could have done Nathaniel Crow being like the evolution, like turning into the pumpkin Lord, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like, like you said, it's a little too late for now at this point, but I could definitely see him being used at some capacity, maybe in a different house or something like that in different, in a different um, wicked growth. If they ever do a sequel to it or something, maybe. Yeah. I, I do think the ship has sort of sailed on Nathaniel Crow and his mm-hmm. relevancy. It, it is a fun little like Easter egg for those, those deep HHN people, but I don't know if there's, enough there for him to kind of take over the event. What do you think? We'll, we'll kind of finish this discussion with, do you, do you think he's capable of, of hosting an event? No, probably not. No, I think my simple answer is no, I don't think so either. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on board <laughs> with both of you. It's been, it's been a couple of weeks. All right. <laughs> exactly. um, so we'll jump into my little character over here. And I think this one's interesting because on the surface, it doesn't seem that interesting, but I think I found a way to make it sort of interesting. And that would be the voodoo queen. Now she appeared in the scare zone, the Bayou of blood in the scare zone. She had a little mini show and she had like a shed. Just think very, you know, Louisiana backwood voodoo style. She has a great character design. She's got the head wrap, the whole big yellow dress, the little skulls hanging around everywhere. And then she was brought back, you know, Bayou Blood was in 2014 and she was brought back in her own house, Dead Waters, which is a very well perceived, well renowned house. That's a, I think that's like a little bit of like a cult favorite, so to speak. Now, through dead waters you sort of go through three different periods you know you walk into the house and there's like the you know the crashed boat it's it's almost like three acts and you went into this big you know sunken river boat and then you kind of went deeper into the swamp and then the second part is that you're inside the river boat and then once you make your way through the third act you're in what they call the voodoo queen's lair now that term is what really got my brain moving And I thought, you know, there's really no tie of icons to, you know, voodoo and Louisiana and stuff like that. But there is a tie in with a character and a layer. Now, I thought, what if there was some way to tie in a, you know, and everyone's kind of talking about Jack versus Oddfellow. So I want to start building those. You know, I view everything as MCU, right? I, I view it as, you know. Civil War, you know, one versus the other. So I'm trying to pair up these characters to to battle against each other. And I would think Voodoo Queen would pair off very nicely with the Terra Queen. You have the whole Bayou layer versus Terra Corentis. You know, the Voodoo Queen was notable to be using a blade, much like the Terra Queen does. You'd have the Zombies versus those Bone Choppers. You could almost have it like a you know, they aren't of this, this plane, 
you have the Terra Crentis and you have the Bayou layer as like these sub levels of earth or whatever like that. It's, it's almost or like hidden societies, almost like, you know, Wakanda is in the MCU where it's just not seen by the, you know, the, the, the public, you know, you, there's like rumors, there's, there's a lot of history and story and lore around them, but I would, I would do some sort of fight over territory or, or, or something like that, or, or maybe resources come into play. But I think that that would be a fun little pairing of voodoo queen versus Terra queen. What, what do you guys think about that? Cause there's really not ties of, of the voodoo queen to other characters or icons. She's very standalone, but she has a very, very cool appearance. She's a part of a very well-received scare zone and a well-received house. And her stories do have similarities to the Terra queen. I think that's an interesting take. I would have never even thought to do a, a versus kind of thing. Cause immediately when I had saw that you picked this for one of picked her for one of the characters, I immediately thought Dr. Oddfellow possibly just because with their similarities kind of with the witchcrafty, he kind of gave off that Dr. Facilier vibe when the we first voodoo-y, saw the, yeah. uh, the voodoo-y kind of, yeah. Um, I, I like that idea though. I think that's interesting. I think it would be cool to see, to leading lady icons. I think that would be nice. I think it would be very different, which is nice in the sense too, with the two worlds or underworlds that they're from. So I feel like you could do a lot with a, a lot with the event in that sense. Man, I just cannot talk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Seamus? We had a long day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it's an interesting idea. I almost was thinking more you could pair her with um, Lady Luck. Because you can mm-hmm. kind of see how Lady Luck and um, that'd be cool too. The, the um, Voodoo Queen, Voodoo, Voodoo Queen, kind of like, kind of go hand in hand in a way. I mean, obviously, Lady Luck is more Vegas, but you could still kind of fit the two of them together, um, if not versusing each other, but like maybe coming together and working together as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could give Lady Luck some more, you know, some some do. <laughs> Uh, attention which she doesn't really get I like that and I, I like both of those so I guess uh, off of Seamus's what I think would be cool is I would take that I would almost retcon Lady Luck a little bit and turn her into like have her have like a gambling riverboat in Louisiana or something yeah. like that to like tie them together you know make her almost like she's sort of a you know like Oddfellow was that time shape shifter you could mm-hmm. put her in a different time frame where she fits where the voodoo queen is and, and kind of hold them together in one little setting, which I think would be very fun too. Cause uh, lady luck does not get the, the love she deserves. And then for, for Jamie's point too, I, instead of going against Dr. Oddfellow, what do you think about having her sort of be the chance? A little team up. The Dr. Oddfellow, it's, you know, you pair yeah. the two of them together and then you have that Oddfellow Jack. And then you have the chance versus voodoo queen. It's kind of like, the, the two power couples. Yeah, that might fit too. I could see that happening. The hamster wheel because spinning. I, <laughs> I didn't even think of putting her against or with Dr. Oddfellow, but now that you mm-hmm. bring it up with like that, you know, the powers of the Zodiac and stuff like that, it's sort of like witchcrafty, astrology, whatever. Those those powers are very uh, just, just out there. That could work as well. Mm-hmm. And I could be reaching so, too because it's right. not exactly the same kind of magic and stuff like that. But I feel like it's in, still in that same realm, you know, mystical, kind of. mystical, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think it's all 
sort of one and the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I could, I'd be, I could be talked into to either of those or all three mm-hmm. of those, honestly, because I do like that we did find a way to sort of attach these just mm-hmm. random characters to present day ones that people mm-hmm. probably know uh, more than they know these these random characters. But Voodoo Queen, do you would you like be in? Do you think that that's enough to support an event? Either of those three situations. Yes, yeah. pr- probably the Doctor Oddfellow. What? Not saying it just because I mentioned it too, because I do like the idea. Oh, that you yours had is the Tarek. best. You get it. <laughs> no, I do like the idea that you had with the Terra Queen, and I love Lady Luck. She's one of my favorite icons, and she doesn't get enough recognition. You guys are right. So honestly, I think all of them could be possibilities because I feel like, like how you said with Jack and Chance, I feel like sometimes it's nice to have like a little team up, like a little matchup versus doing a against but working together instead do i think, yeah I, but I, I didn't really answer the question do i think it's likely probably not <laughs> and and i don't want it to seem like all of the characters that we're doing for this are definitely like not a chance that they're not going to be icons because they're probably not going to be icons but it's still fun to do this yeah i guess that's a good thing to preface is is like i don't think really any of these we think are going to come <laughs> no <laughs> but previous to last year i i I'm willing to bet 99% of people did not think Oddfellow was going to be this retconned character because he mm-hmm. was not prominent. He, he was just a, another name in Jack's long history. He was mm-hmm. in a house before pictures were taken of a house and his character was completely redesigned. So he was essentially a nothing character and they they just worked their universal creative magic to to turn out something amazing. And I feel like a lot of these characters that we're talking about tonight are more in the vein of Dr. Oddfellow than the ones we talked about the previous week, because those were more very known names. And these ones are more obscure. And I, I do think that if they chose to go with any of these, they, they'd have great success. But I don't think I don't know if they're going to. But that's a good preface to say that. Like, I don't think many of these, if any of no. these are going to come back. But I think there's fun ways to tie them in that we realistically, if they wanted to, they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my my preface on those. So uh, let's continue along. I also, too, I, I do think Voodoo Queen would be a very, very fun reiteration. And I think she'd be welcomed with open arms. So I just love Seamus, that theme, too. I, Sorry, I do. I love that you, theme. But I, I love the, the like Bayou, like Louisiana style down south. Yeah. And Witchcraft. I don't think everything has to be attached. You know, I don't think every scare zone has to be Bayou related or anything like that. No. I think you can sort of tie in like how Oddfellow just like barely tied into some of them. You know, you could find exactly. it or you could stretch it or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Seamus, do you want to tackle the next one we got up here? Yeah. And this one's kind of a near and dear to our hearts. Um, mm-hmm. So these actually, it's it's a twofer. You're getting a twofer with this one. Whoa. It's the uh, captain and the, we have it written down as the widow, but I believe she goes by the siren, um, oh, yeah. at least from what I looked up. Uh, from Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. And the captain is obviously the captain of the ship. And the siren or the widow is his long lost wife who calls for him from the ocean shore. Uh, I obviously these two characters are really are really memorable from this particular year because this house was, you know, chef's kiss and their scene, at least her scene specifically is very, very, you know, it's easy to remember that because it was so uh, well done and, 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 really a a fun, you know, a really fun part of that, you know, event. 
the question becomes, can you take these two characters and flesh out enough of a story um, to build an entire event around that can be, you know, maybe harder than we think it would, because obviously they have a pretty, you know, they have a pretty in-depth story to begin with, but um, you have to be able to find ways of, I guess, giving them quote unquote icon status. And is there enough there to carry them through? So I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think probably, but what makes it hard is how do you tie this in? Do we tie it in with another character of some kind? Do you like, you kind of come up with, a versus or I, I don't like that. I hate the term versus. <laughs> the versus. Like, it it, like you said, it makes it sound so like comic book movie ish. And yeah, I don't know. But could you tie them in with another with another icon, another existing icon um, and give them, you know, at least some backup or support. So that way it's not just the two of them carrying the the, the event. But it would be nice to kind of like maybe see some sort of larger scale scare zone and have her kind of be like the main attraction in that scare zone. She's out amongst the people and you can find the captain out amongst the people rather than giving them like another house or something like that. So I don't know. What do you think? It's I, I mean, obviously I'd love it. <laughs> I think we both would just take it like blindly be like, yep, yep. Great. Give it to me. Uh, but what's interesting too is, Another local haunt, SeaWorld Orlando, the Hollow Scream over there, has used sirens as their like icons since their their or, you know first iteration over there. I think they're on their third right. year now, but they've used sirens, and they don't necessarily all tied in. Like I don't think all the houses tied into the siren storyline. I think some did, some didn't, but it can be done, and it would be an interesting like you know dick measuring contest if if HHN was like. Oh, you want to use sirens? We'll we'll show you sirens and just kind of like, you know, I mean, just try to one up them just because and yeah. like, you know, really, you know, turf war style, just like shut right. them down. But I don't I sirens are another like mythical creature that like we haven't tapped into yet. And they do mm-hmm. like using those creatures. You know, we've seen it with chupacabras. We've seen it with Yeti. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we did see sirens in some in some way shape or form yeah sorry i had to plug in my laptop really quick i was gone for a second but i was gonna say too the siren thing is fun although i don't think we would probably get the captain and the widow or the siren as um probable like main icons i do think that it would be nice to have them come back in a scare zone or in a house kind of like some of the other characters we've mentioned before but the sirens in itself i think would be something really fun to do because i feel like the typical sirens that we picture and that are kind of like depicted in history or whatever are kind of like beautiful women with like angelic voices but they're evil and all this kind of stuff but every time i think of sirens now i think of the episode of what we do in the shadows how the sirens are like the really pretty like up at the top like ladies and then they have like the weird like ostrich bodies at the bottom so i feel like (laughs) i feel like um sirens are different in different regions and how people depict them so i think it would be fun to see something like that maybe and have the different types of sirens versus the same typical ones that we're used to seeing yeah i the i mean the name i feel like they were as original and great as storytelling 
at at Universal and Horror Nights they are, they did pick a lot of very just basic stuff to start. Like you had Jack the Clown and then you had just a bunch of thes, you know, the director, the usher, the storyteller, the caretaker, the storyteller. It was just like, I feel like everything yeah. is a the and the captain kind of fits in on that. You know, it, it does yeah. it does add a, a sort of. You know, it fits the bill, so to speak, of these other characters. You know, you could do a very by the sea, nautically overarching theme. Now, I don't I don't have anybody that I would tie it to directly uh, as far as like past icons are concerned. But again, it would be a fun, almost like. Just heartbreaking love story between these two having, you know, the siren, you know, the, the captain lost at sea and, you know, the wife maybe, you know, after time goes off to try to find him, she dies, she turns into a siren and then the captain returns alive. It's like almost like a Romeo Juliet Shakespearean love story where they just like the stars just cross each other. So I, I think there's a story there for sure. I just don't know if it could uphold anything, but I just think the, the concept of sirens is something that is, is interesting enough to, to definitely and kind of look into more more deeply if I were Universal Orlando. Mm. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, somebody right down the street is doing it, so you might as well do it too. No, I do like the sirens, though. I've always thought they were a fun creature. I, I definitely think we're going to see sirens soon. I think there might be some sort of siren house. I just don't know something. if it'll be from the captain and the widow. I think they'd be smart too, because I think that she was very successful and you could, you don't have to outright say it, but like people will know, like I would very, I would dive right into those, you know, the, the musical aspect of the sirens and stuff like that. Right. But do you, so I guess before we jump off of this one, do you think that we'll see, like, do you think we'll see sirens, I guess is, is a better broad discussion. Sirens, strong probability, Captain the Widow, probably not. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, oh, hi, dickhead. Um, <laughs> There's the kitty. <laughs> maybe. If, um, if you're only listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, tune into our YouTube channel because at this very moment, at the 30 minute mark, you see cat. It's gone cat. now. Kitty cat. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you were saying. Yeah, no, I think that Sirens, I mean, even then, like, Maybe I guess if they really do want to kind of do a shot across the bow of you know, of of SeaWorld, because like, if you don't think that they don't know what oh. each is uh, each other are using, like right. do they do they do that? Maybe um, I don't think they I don't think we'll see it anytime soon. And no, I don't think that we'll get Captain or the the Widow slash Siren at any point as, as like icon level characters. We might see Dead Man's again at some point, but it won't be in the same capacity as as like a mainline character. Yeah. And I mean, universal, I think would take the high road and not try to like backdoor against SeaWorld. but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of taking the low road. So I think they should. <laughs> um, Jamie, looks like we got you up next. We do. So another couple one-off characters that we had from HHN 29 that were seen in a scare zone. We are talking about Dr. Plasmare and Dr. Metaphor. 
metamorph, excuse me, um, the two doctors whom performed the botched surgeries on the patients in the vanity ball scare zone. So I was doing a lot of little research on our favorite little uh, information outlet, HHN Wiki, very helpful, as I've mentioned. Um, There wasn't too much information on these two, which is kind of crappy because I really like their, I I liked Vanity Ball. I loved Vanity Ball. It was a great scare zone. It was very fun. And I really liked the character design of these two characters or doctors, as I should say. But there isn't really much to be said about them other than the brief moments that we got to see them passing through the Vanity Ball scare zone. Have you, well, Nick, I know you looked these characters up. Seamus, have you looked these characters up or seen what they were? No, or I haven't. Vanity Ball? I remember from the, like, from the scare zone. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of tough with this one because it would be interesting to see Vanity Ball come back in some capacity as a house hint hint maybe that'd be great i think it's long overdue because i think it would make a great house but what what do you guys think the odds i know there's not much for me to talk about it but what do you think the odds of something of this i i don't want to say these two characters the dr metamorph or dr metamorph and dr plasmare but maybe vanity ball coming back because i unfortunately don't think that they would have something strictly designated around these two characters yeah, it's it's interesting that they don't have like a bio, but they did come up with these distinct names but they had for names. them. Right, that's what yeah, I thought so too. I think there is a way to sort of tie it in where it's like, you know, they're they've come to give HHN a makeover of mm-hmm. sorts, and they like, and and I feel like that's vague enough that you could overlay that on the event. You mm-hmm. could have all these like twisted modification style things, you know, even like houses that have nothing to do with this, whether you get some random IPs, you could have the story of them act like they're ushering in. Like just say you had like Texas chainsaw massacre, for example, you could have them playing the like puppeteer of that being like, Oh, you know, I mean, Leatherface has the, the, the mask on and stuff like that. And he's, you know, being, you know, beautified or or something like that. It's a makeover essentially. So you could, you could tie that into a a lot because it is a pretty just, open discussion i don't i mean i don't like we said we, i don't think a, a lot of these are going to happen but i do think that this does have avenues to go down that you could tie this into other stuff mm-hmm. so i was thinking i wanted to mention it sorry shame i said i don't know if you were going to say something real quick but i wanted to say it before i forgot i was thinking from looking at the character design of these two and thinking back to the scare zone i was like man these just look like so like familiar like something else to me and we'll be discussing a little bit later one of these characters as well but what if they somehow combined or they were in the same world or the same realm um the controller from seek and destroy because yeah. the two doctors from vanity ball have those weird kind of like futuristic looking like masks kind Very of like spacey. squid games kind of spacey they don't really have like you can't see their face at all kind of thing and they're wearing like not doctor suits, but kind of like very like futuristic, like long white suits with like the silver accents and just like kind of weird spacey kind of stuff like that. And I was thinking, I was like, hmm, what if like the controller is the one who controls them and they kidnap these people and botch them up and do all these makeovers on them. And that's why all the people from Search and Destroy were wearing, you can never see their faces or anything because they were so dismembered. But that's like a just bot me. society, <laughs> kind of, yeah. But that was well, that's kind of just me going down just, the rabbit hole. 
let's let's kind of combine the two then right now because I I do like the route you're going to. So we're gonna shuffle up this order a little bit. So, yeah. uh, Seamus, we had you later on discussing the controller, but I think this is a good time to maybe if you want to just do a quick little run on it because there's really not much on the controller, uh-huh. and we could I, and we can kind of see if this would work together. Yeah. So I mean, the controller, as everybody knows, is I mean, in reality, he's a big computer. He's not like an actual person. So do you bring him back in more of a physical form, like an actual like cyborg or something like that? Or does he stay as like a big TV screen with a, you know, 3D-esque face? Um, You know, he's basically, you know, he's the leader of a cyber alien regime. So it's like, you know, do we give him a physical like, do we give him a physical form or something along those lines? I I think it would be interesting if you did combine these and keep him as that digital, but almost turn it into like AI, you know, like mm-hmm. he's an AI, you know, outputting the algorithm of what a perfect society, a perfect, beautiful world would look like. And these two doctors, Dr. Plasmir and Dr. Metamorph are sort of his, his leads on this. And they sort of are the ones that, you know, kind of push forth his ideas. So it's almost like a mix of like, you know, bad AI mixed with like the matrix mixed with, you know, that vanity ball, like, you know, ridiculous, beautiful makeover. And you, there's a way to combine it all. I think, I think it's there. I'm kind of feeling it. <laughs> I was, I was thinking about it and I was like, Hmm, maybe, but I did forget. I'm glad you mentioned that Seamus, that he is that kind of like computerized character. Cause I kind of feel like that diminishes my, my idea a little bit. I didn't think about that. What's, what's the name of the thing from power Ranger? resort, like Zortan or something like that, or <laughs> I don't know. isn't it Zorg? Floating head? Zorg, the head, the, whatever yeah, the, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like what I what he always gave me vibes of. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind seeing those those kind of be teamed up. I don't think they will because they're such different. You know, mm-hmm. we have that sci fi spacey kind of stuff and right. we have the vanity ball in its own world. But I think there is a, a way to do it. And I like the whole cool I, mean, a, I mean, AI is such a popular thing right now. It would be fun to sort of tap into that fear through Horror Nights because it's a very mm-hmm. real fear that's out there. And and the controller sort of fits that fits that bill, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe, I guess we'll just. We'll, we'll... I was just gonna say maybe I just really want a they live house or a scare zone in some form, way shape or form. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's why I'm probably as close as you'd get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's just go around the horn real quick on either of these, both of these, or neither of these. What do you, do you think we'll ever see this stuff again? Or I mean, I don't think they're gonna lead a, a an event, but. Do you think we'll see these in a house or something like that? Or I think the controller would be pretty cool. I think the AI route that you were going would be very interesting. And I think they could definitely <clears throat> make more of an icon or something around him or them. And I feel like it'd be the perfect time to bring back all the interactive stuff on the websites and on the app that you could do around the park. And I think that'd be the perfect opportunity for it. So probably not for either of them, but maybe maybe the controller, I would say. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't remember the controller or that scare zone itself being super well received. So I'm not yeah, sure if they'll <laughs> if they'll bring it back. Um, I just it's hard to it's hard to really see them doing him in a way that would make sense. 
I think like you'd have to bring him back the way he is or he was. And I think just with, with how he was accepted at the time, you know, what would you do with him? So I I don't think so. Maybe, maybe in some way, but I doubt it. Another the icon, right? The controller. Yeah. (laughs) Real, real (laughs) generic here. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll see anything with Seek and Destroy, but I do think I do think we are due for some sort of Vanity Ball revision. So I, I'd be I'd be on the lookout for that in the next couple of years because I think that that would be a I think it's a, I mean I know it's a fan favorite, so it's just a matter of if they can make that into a, a smart enough house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seamus, looks like we got you coming up next again, and then I'll tag on mine after because I got to make mine up pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, so I have, which I'm not going to lie, I'm not super excited about this, but uh, <laughs> I have, we, or we have the Pumpkin on here, Pumpkin Lord's Evolution. Uh, <laughs> the mass, you know, the big farting, angry, laughing. Needs redemption. Lord we need to redeem that. Who, we can't go out on such a low note. Who was stuck at the front of the theme park mm-hmm. the entire time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I he they did they did him so dirty that year. Like I'm sorry. I know that a lot of people like thought it was funny. It was like, you know, oh, it was fun to see him back again. Uh I was really kind of hoping that they would bring him back as an actual icon. Like they'd bring him back in a real capacity, not so fast, like not like within a year. And they did, and they brought him back, and we're like, "Hey, look, he's funny now, ha!" And it's like, mm. okay, you just you, you kind of like it's like chopping. You know, I don't know. It's like you you completely like emasculated him. Like he was he was scary in the house. The house was really yeah. good, and then you went and like, "Hey, he look, he farts and makes smoke. <laughs> smells like pumpkin, ha ha ha! Isn't that funny, guys?" <laughs> I hate uh, when things are like, scary and they try to make it funny. I hate when they do that. I hate it. I hate when they do that. And yep. like he's not the he's not the first time they've done it and he's not he probably won't be the last. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, so I think I think he they need to bring him back. He probably really should be the next like when they do do another icon, they should bring him back and and he should be it. I'm not asking for them to do it in the next 2 or 3 years, but at least at some point soon when they do get ready to do that again. He's the one that they bring back because he deserves better than what they did to him two two years ago. Yeah, for sure. Save our pumpkin lord. Save him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think the way they portrayed him was poor. I I really wish I was a fly in the wall for some of the discussions that led to that being like this is probably a good idea because I just no, uh, it, it's yeah. not. This is Please simply no. too good. He's pretty much the Grinch. He's pretty much the Grinch. I have to put my money on this. <laughs> I'm glad you got that, Seamus. Good. <laughs> it's simply too good. Yeah, that's All that's right. pretty much the extent of it. <laughs> they, yeah. they, I think that's that's pretty much what they said about Lil Boo. I've got to find oh, a way yeah. to make no, money on this. Definitely God, that was, yeah. Lil um, Boo for so sure. Instead of yeah. finding a way to make money on it. They should be focusing on finding a way to re-elevate him to true icon status because, mm-hmm. like we talked about, the Wicked Growth was just such an unbelievable house, and then yeah, to get what we got the year after was was disappointing to say the least. But I do think that there's a way to redeem it. I think, and we we've talked a lot about this before. So if you if you've listened to us previously, then I'm I'm sorry. We'll we'll keep this 
kind of description brief, but I do view him as Groot. And I know I always go to MCU, but I view him as like these different evolutions and different styles. You go from young mm-hmm. Groot to teen Groot to adult Groot to King Groot to alpha Groot to, you know, old Groot. There, there's a bunch of different variations of the age. And I think that's something you could play with, with the pumpkin Lord. Whereas like, you know, maybe that was just a phase and you can bring him back as the pump King or, you know, some sort of higher evolution where he's got like the gourd crown on the top and he's bulkier and he's got all his gas out. He already farted everything out. Yeah. in one. <laughs> You know, and he's all like just fucking shredded and just like turn him into a huge sex icon. Be awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, now that you say that, it, I mean, they could yeah. like if you've if you've ever seen. um, oh, Which one is it? Is it Resident Evil three that had the. Big f- fucking massive ass monster. I forget what they call them. Uh, Oh shit! What the hell do they call them? It's like Resident Evil Three. Oh, I'm so fuck. bad with those names. I'll, I'll, th- I'll think about it. But like they have, yeah. um, this is he's basically just this big unkillable monster, and you could make him like he's now Super evolved OP. to the point where he's he is like massive and um bulked out and like is kind just of really OP. the king yeah. of the event at that point. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. I, I, you know what would be I even would cooler like is through the two months that the event would be running or however long, just about a little over two months, it would be cool if he was the icon for the whole time. But if throughout the season, every time you would see him, he would be an evolution of him. <laughs> That'd see, be that would have cool. been perfect for 31 yeah, I, I, leading I us to his next appearance. as Because yeah. like, then, then that sends us down a road of we have a season of growing and then you know, a mm-hmm. fourth iteration as like the beast mm-hmm. of yeah. of Halloween or something like that. Yeah. But I because I mean, shit, they've had Jack like seventeen times. I don't see why they can't do it. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, I don't think hating, we'll ever get another but... Jack style character with that yeah. repetition. But it's he's just well, it's also because Jack is he's the he's kind of like the unwritten mascot of the whole event if you think about it. Even yeah. people who don't like aren't familiar like with like Halloween Horror Nights who aren't from here and stuff like that can associate Jack the Clown, I feel like, with HHN. So I, I feel agree. like he is kind of like, he's like kind of like their spokesperson. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we jump off, Pumpkin Lord, do we think we will see an evolution of sorts? Do you think we'll A, see him again? And B, if we do, do you think he'll be the same as he was? Or will we see this evolution? I think we're going to get him back. I think I think he's I think too good will. of a character to to just leave on the sidelines. Um, but like I said, it has to be in a way that isn't what they did two years ago. They have to do something different and actually make him like, make him scary again, make him a badass again, not what he was. I think we could see him back too, but I think I would like to see a new version of him, a boosted version of him. (laughs) Yeah. I want to see him like roided up i want him like scott steiner i want him freak like big the- i want him big papa pump holla <laughs> if you hear me i just think of him I like want him walking back. around like super buff like satan I want in, scott that, steiner in south back. park in south park <laughs> and he's just got like the big fucking like horns and he's super jacked and has like the ripped like leather like short uh, like, oh sorry guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <40. laughs> 
or he's like the big devil from uh, This Is The End. That's what giant I Giant sword and huge neck swinging around the city. Um, <laughs> fuck, Tenacious D. Dave Grohl's yes. devil at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I need. I need pumpkin yeah. Lord back. Yes. orangey yeah. fucking devil yeah. pumpkin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you can make him just look so With grotesque. With a big swing dick too. It has to, has to include yeah. the big swing and hairy dick. Yeah. Two little pumpkin seeds <laughs> and the guts <laughs> just slapping around. And you could sell that as like, you could sell it as a uh, fanny pack and it, you could put it right in the front and have it. Look at that. We're making millions for them. Or a popcorn bucket. <laughs> yeah. Popcorn bucket. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, Very sure. phallic-shaped popcorn buckets. Right. <laughs> um, if anything, we're making shirts that say "Big Swinging Gourd." I'm telling you, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop a couple uh, pumpkin lord phallic style shirts for the upcoming season. We'll we'll get that on the we'll get that in the back burner working for us. Um, but yeah, I I think we're gonna see the you know the gourd back. The ladies <laughs> like my squash. The gourd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pick these pumpkins. I'm like, thinking of a big fucking dominatrix pumpkin lord. <laughs> yeah, super sexy pumpkin lord. in his mouth. Yeah, he's the pumpkin lord pimp daddy, just all juiced up, kind of like Jersey Shore. He's like Ronnie from Jersey Shore. Uh, all right, I think we'll see him back. Let's oh, move along. So all fast. Right, that, was good. that was good. All right, let's get it back. Uh, I'm up next. So this is like not even a character. This is a completely original character from something we have seen. And again, I'm taking the generic HHN route of naming it the blank. And we're going to be talking about Anarchade. Now, I don't, there was no like leader in this zone. You know, it was at the Plaza of the Stars where it's very much started and continued that trend of like just showcasing what's going to be at the event. So it wasn't really it was like its own zone, but it was really just like an advertisement for what you're going to see throughout the night. But this was like an 80s style arcade with these, you know, Wayne's Wayne saw chainsaw wielding characters. You had the girls on the stilts. You had really cool black and light black light character design, which is really cool. But I think what they were missing was really the leaders. And what I would do is I would turn that into what we would call the game master, somebody that kind of overlooked this almost you know tiny realm i i think of it almost like wreck it ralph where it's like a realm inside of these physical pieces that are just kind of exploding out into the real world now but i would i would turn it into the game master now it's tough because i mean we're definitely following the trend of video games being reintroduced as houses with the last of us so you know there's a lot more options now there's silent hill is coming back bioshock's got a tv show coming out resident evil is still a prominent horror video game uh five night at freddy's i we're we're around the corner from an event that if they had three or four of those people wouldn't really complain because yes, they're all video games, but they're all still very different from one another. So it would be really, really cool. Uh, and, and I would just be really interested to see if they could bring this back to life. Now, I think it would get very like, I don't think people would get bored because I think people really loved the eighties aesthetic at uh, 28 or uh, 29. It was, I think that was a fan fan favorite, just the vibe itself, the, the music, the lights. It was just such a, a fun aesthetic. And I think that you could tie this in. I just I'm a big advocate for Anarchade. I think it had just the 
the it's just bare bones, right? There's just not much story there, so you could really take it anywhere. But they have the whole. I mean, you could have this. You know, one. They, this was kind of the tagline for the zone, but you could make it the tagline of the event, where it's once you scream, it's game over. You know, that could be your event tagline instead of using "Never Go Alone" for the forty-sixth time in a row now at this point. But uh, again, oh, that's coming back. Don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, don't yeah, you never 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 don't not go fog. alone <laughs> yeah see you in the fog right. never go alone scream squad all that fun crap um little boo yeah <laughs> little boo but i don't know this it, it won scare zone of the year i i just don't i think obviously because there is no character uh, that's a little bit tougher I, I think it's more of a want than anything that's even close to having any sort of relevancy but it, i think it's a fun discussion at least what do you guys think I think it is something fun to think about too, because I love that scare zone. And I just love that whole, like you said, that eighties, like arcade vibe, big fan. And I think they can make a whole, <clears throat> excuse me. I think they can make a whole event based around it. Just in the fact that you could just go with that whole eighties theme. I mean, you don't really have to have something specific. Like it doesn't have to be all video game related or all an arcade related, but it could still have that hint of it throughout the event. Yeah, and you could make it like each of the houses are being zapped into like a game format. You know, like it doesn't have to be based on a game, but it's almost like you're walking into a, a new game. It almost kind of reminds me of that game show on Nickelodeon. Remember that one with the yes. game, the fucking arcade games or whatever, yep. and the kids would yep. go like play the arcade games in real yes. life. Like it feels like that. And I think they need to expand on Anarchade anyways. I think it's a scare that didn't really get enough. They really, there wasn't enough to it and they need to like maybe flesh that out and they could totally make an entire event based around that. Plus, we all love that 80s vibe with the chiptune music, the 80s synth music. Yeah. Um, you could totally bring that back and, and create some character around that. Nick Arcade. Very, very, uh, <laughs> very thought out name for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's fun. I think it's an interesting way. It's I think you could overlay this to IPs and originals without it being like super pushy. You know, like you could tie just about anything into this. Like if you had it last year, right? Like doing dragons is like choosing thy fate. Like that could be that that video game. Like you're walking into a duel, like doing dragons game or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, just theme it as it's a, it's a game that they just made up, but mm-hmm. it, the house stays the same. It doesn't yeah. change the house at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it, it's, it kind of fits even more with the whole choose, you know, it's almost like a choose your adventure style game. Right. It, it kind of fits into that realm, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it'll happen. I just really hope we see an arcade back in some way, shape or form. I think there's a lot that can be played with it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it would be interesting enough. But Jamie, you want to tackle the next one? And then it's like we got just two more after that. I yeah, think. let's see what we're working with here. I lost my spot. Oh, so unfortunately, we don't have too much to talk about this character as well. But I do like the persona or the idea that we have of this character. So Pasek, Pasek, P-A-S-E-K. Don't want to pronounce it wrong. Probably butchering it. Butchering Pasek. But he is the puppet theater troop leader from the puppet theater house that we had back at 29 was it 29 yeah i, I think so yeah 28 or 30 it was 30 it might have been 30 oh god i'm getting old but they yeah all together there at this was, point. unfortunately 
literally nothing on this character except for the mentions that it was his troop, that they had the different members of the troop through the house. You had the sad troop member, you had the vintage troop member, um, a couple different names that they had for some of the other characters as well. But personally, I loved Puppet Theater. I thought it was a great house. I know Nick and Seamus were fans of it as well. Just ever since when I was younger and Dead Silence had first came out, that was one of the first like doll or like puppet ventriloquist movies that I saw that I actually thought was really good and I still love it to this day and so any sort of capacity with that kind of stuff I've always just thought dolls I feel like dolls are just world-renowned like creepy icons for people like porcelain vintage dolls have just always been kind of like creepy and give off that creepy vibe especially like ventriloquist dummies and stuff like that so it was nice to see something different like how we've also had dollhouse of the damned and stuff like that too But it's tough because I don't have much to go on other than the fact that he's just the troop leader and maybe you could have him as obviously being like the leader, the ringmaster kind of thing, leading the troop around HHN for the event. But it's it's kind of hard to think about. I'm not as crafty with Nick as when it comes to thinking of icon descriptions for someone we don't really have much for. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again, following the trend of very... (laughs) very thought out names you could just simply be the puppet master uh-huh and you know whether that infringes on copyright of that's that amazing I, franchise or not <laughs> that's why i didn't say um, it. <laughs> you know i think it's different enough so i don't i think it's just the name itself yeah. i don't think they own puppet master as a as a name unless you're that's true. making it about his puppets and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i mean you could tie it into something with jack or Oddfellow, right like he was a tra- he was a part of their traveling show you know you mm-hmm. had you know like i know he was from I think it was San Francisco or Mm -hmm. he was London based or something. I I know that the puppet theater was located in San Francisco and and kind of crushed under an earthquake. But I think that there's still a fun story there. And again, you know, if you have a character like a puppet master who's simply just, you know, pulling the strings of the event that could tie in overall, because it's not like every house has to be a theater aesthetic. It can be just anything. And he's, pulling the strings, so to speak, you know, it's more of just a play on words than anything. So I think this one could, could be, you know, expanded upon mm-hmm. to, to an extent. Uh, again, I don't think it's going to be an overall event theme, but I, I do, I would love to see puppet theater back in some capacity. It, it's tough. Cause like you have these great one-offs and you're like, do I want to see it back? It's like, you know, some movies just don't need sequels, but, you know, you still kind of want them anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that that roll of the dice. Like, is it going to live up to your standards? I mean, what they did in that house, which just blows my mind still that it was in a sprung tent is just unbelievable. Yeah. But it's. I think it's again, it's another character that doesn't have anything about him. So it's like, you know, the the world is your oyster. You can, you can do what you want with him, but I don't know. What do, what do you guys think then Seamus for the, the puppet master, or, you know, puppet theater, some sort of tie in or comeback. Yeah. I think pumpkin theater is a good, is a good, um, uh, wager. I think that it was a really well-received house. I think they could do more with it. Uh, I don't know if we'll get an icon out of it. I mean, I think that Pasek character might be something they could do along the lines of like the usher, of the director, I think you may have mentioned that's what that, I was but gonna, yeah, I, I didn't think mention that, it, but I was going to, oh, uh, yeah, I think, I think like you could kind of tie him in with those two characters and add them or add him to their story. Um, because 
they kind of fit right in together to begin with. They kind of like, you know, three peas in a pod. <laughs> We're using just all, all the, all the phrases tonight, but uh, yeah, I think that it's possible. We could see this again. Um, and I, and I'd want to, I think, I think pumpkin, uh, pumpkin, geez. I think the, uh, I got pumpkin on the brain. Uh, I think, puppet, <laughs> I think puppet master deserves a second try or not a try, but a, but a second, a second go. Yep. I I'm glad you mentioned it because I kind of forgot about it, but I would love to see the usher kind of tie into this theater a little bit. You know, you could he was working at a the I know he's more of a movie theater kind of guy, but maybe you know early on or whatever, you could you could find a way to retcon in that to make it make sense. So before we jump on to the second to last one, do you think we'll see this one? I can see it. I could see it. I I could I see it l- if they went the route that you're talking, how he's kind of the puppet master, the whole event, pulling the strings kind of thing. I really like that route. I would I would love. I don't think we will. I would love to, though, because mm-hmm. I do think that there's a lot of possibilities there. Yeah. All right. My next one. Again, very generic name. The Evil Queen. Ooh. Might not mean much to you, but she has been around a, a handful of times. Um, she was the main antagonist to the scary tales once upon a nightmare house in 08, which was the third iteration of the scary tales franchise. I think the first ones were Oh one Oh two, but she was sort of, I mean, there, there's a lot of like little bit of history where she does. There's, there's multiple versions where she was kind of a servant for fear, but then that year he was re-envisioned for to a Jack year. So it didn't really there. She was also, tied to bloody Mary's court. And she was like a part of, uh, Mary Agnes personality. So it was kind of like this weird, she kind of got lost in those lost icons. And I think because of the whole bloody Mary and the fear stuff, I think she sort of got lost with it. So she was a part of all of the scary. Well, not maybe not all of them, but she was part of the Oh one house, the Oh eight house and the, 15 steampunk or scream punk. Sorry. They love those catchy little names that are fake words. Um, but again, we, we mentioned in our guest map, we didn't, I don't think we put it on the map as scary tales because we did a, um, slaughter cinema sequel, but we did put a, like a wizard, wizard of Oz on there, which I think this sort of ties into. And I think that you could have this almost be that overlaying fairy tale, rewriting the history of books kind of thing. Again, you could overlay that on every house. Again, I I guess I'll just use dueling dragons. You could have her be like, she's writing the book, this fantasy book. And if not for nothing, if you do want to tie them all together, you can sort of do all of the house intros, sort of like how dueling dragons started with like those paintings or, you know, not paintings, but those pictures hanging up. You could do it like the Revenge of the Tooth Fairy entrance, where it's sort of like a storybook entrance with a monologue and then have it just jump into the house and be normal. I think there's a way to kind of do that. And that could be your tie in there. The I mean, she used her little minions. They were called scribes and they rewrote all these fairy tales and gave them like these dark, dark endings. So with her being sort of this like story, you know, revisionist, I would pair her against the storyteller. I think that that's a pretty good easy layup right there. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you, I mean, the evil queen's already been around long enough. So it's like, 
did, has the ship sailed? I know Scary Tales is still like one of the you know most renowned houses that people want a sequel to. I think the ship has sailed only in the sense that I think it would be too similar to the storyteller. And I I see that you thought we could go the versus route or have them go against each other or something like that. But I, I feel like the ship might be sailed with that one, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe maybe storyteller like puts her as a part of her story. She comes to life and tries to like, you know, kind of take the power from her and put the storyteller into books okay. and kind of finishes her story there. Like she All locks right. her almost like page master style. Like Goosebumps? Shout out Macaulay Culkin. When he had to lock them back in the book in Goosebumps with Jack Black? (laughs) Kind of just like that. You could do something like that where she is a character from the storyteller's stories. Mm -hmm. She comes to life and she traps storyteller back in. It's kind of like a catch-22. Yeah, I can see it. And I feel like it's been long enough since they've had the storyteller for the event. Yeah. And again, Mm -hmm. that's kind of like if we do want to add these like little sub characters back to back to back, you know, and lead to that big anniversary year, you know, you could have them sort of collide with one another and you could kind of usher out the old and in with the new, you know, you could have another 15 year storyline with all these new characters Mm -hmm. and and not have to rely on, you know, rolling out old Jack the clown again to sell some tickets. (laughs) If you invest in these new stories, they will pay off. Yeah. They did. You have to do it. Exactly. You you've seen, what happens when you really invest in these characters? Pumpkin Lord, Moneymaker, Dr. Oddfellow, Moneymaker. You just have to invest. You have to <laughs> give them boo. that chance. <laughs> Lil Blue. Yeah, Lil Blue. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would love to see the that play out. Whether it's with Storyteller or not, I'd love to see the Evil Queen sort of like fairy tales, you know, book style taking over the event would be fun. But what do you guys yeah. think before we jump to the last one? I think that would be really fun, actually. Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't happen. Yeah. I'm not sure. What years did you Excuse say? Me. I don't think I ever got to do this. A Scary Tales house, if I'm not mistaken. Unfortunately. This one was the Once Upon a Nightmare. This one was 08, so 18. Take it back. Maybe I did. My memory's terrible, so maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> but if I did, I don't have too much of a recollection of it. But I do love the whole storybook telling old, like, Hansel and Gretel um three blind mice just like little stuff like that the um goldilocks and the three bears i feel like there's a lot that you could do with this and it kind of makes me like how you mentioned when we had with our guest map before just the the wizard of oz vibe would be such a fun house or such a fun zone i would just i would just love to see something like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm along the same lines as both of you uh mm-hmm. so jamie why don't you polish us off and go over this last character because i think this is a another huge fan favorite This is a fan favorite, including one of mine as well. So this one I wrote a little bit more on because we actually had a little bit more uh, intel on these characters, I should say, kind of a little twofer. So we are going to be talking about Samuel Meats and his mascot, Meaty Meats. So a little backstory, Meats Meats was a renowned meat company located in Wyandotte County, Ohio, that specialized in fine meats of the homeless and criminals. <laughs> um, Samuel Meat is the friendly neighborhood butcher and owner of Meat's Meats. His grandfather founded the meat factory during World War II after coming to the States from Romania. Initially selling meat from pigs and bovine livestock, Sam's father then inherited the business and began losing money. 
To boost sales, they switched their recipe and began secretly serving human meat from the local homeless population and unauthorized visitors and lawbreakers. After the change of business, after the change, business was booming, so they stuck with the recipe. Plus, it kept the city clear of vagrants. The factory is also <laughs> believed. The factory is also believed to be the main meat supplier of the Universal Palace Theater. Sam. Meats appeared in the Leave It to Cleaver House from HHN 2009, ripped from the silver screen. He also returned alongside his mascot, Meaty Meats, at HHN 31, and Welcome to Scary in a recreated diner scene from Leave It to Cleaver. So yeah, a lot of insight on our on our pal Sam Sam Meats over here, which has been a longtime favorite of mine, seeing him in the previous Leave It to Cleaver House back in the day and ripped from the silver screen. And I feel like out of the whole list that we talked about, this he and Meaty Meats the mascot, I feel like they can go hand in hand and make a very cool icon or icons, I should say. Just because <clears throat> with the relation that he has with Meat Factory being in Wyandotte County and Ohio and being in Scary, and there's just such a big universe that you could pick from and have him go so many different directions with curating the event i feel like it would maybe be more towards the originals not as much ips it would be kind of harder to think about stuff yeah. to do with the ips but still a really cool thought because i think he's a really good character and he has a lot of good backstory yeah i would love to see this character kind of return it's a little bit mm-hmm. tougher tying him in just because it's like a meat owner mm-hmm. like it but I, I think the ties to scary or carry mm-hmm. is a, is a fun way to bring it about. You know, maybe you know, we talked about him last week, but maybe there's a way to have the overarching theme be just scary. Ohio, have the whole mm-hmm. event be scary. Ohio. Yeah. And you could do a, a house with meaty meats and, and make him like a prominent mm-hmm. figurehead. You can make a house and have HR blood and guts be a prominent figurehead. Yeah. You could kind of like, have the whole event be Cary, Ohio themed. Psycho scary. Yeah, you could bring back some of those ones. And it would be like a best hits sort of year, but like people wouldn't care. Like if you did a Psycho scary house and a Meaty Meats house and Mm -hmm. an HR Blood and Guts house, you would please just about everybody, I I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to see like an overall Cary theme. And I think that's the only way you would get Meaty Meats back. Mm Mm-hmm. And and the theme could literally be Welcome to Cary, Ohio, or something along those lines, you know? Yeah, like the town you love to die in or something like that. Yeah, yeah I like that. And it, it's just tough to think, like I mentioned, with the IPs and stuff like that, too. But I guess you could try to find d- maybe older films from that genre or just not as more recent films. So it's not, it's not as um, differential from probably how it would be set up and stuff like that. So Yeah, I, I, there's ways to tie it into, mm-hmm. like, uh, you, you can do it. You mm-hmm. can definitely make it happen. Seamus, what do you think about like a whole Cary, Ohio? Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. I'm totally down. Mm-hmm. Um, you include him. You could include H&R. You can include um, a lot of the stuff that we saw in the house a couple of years ago. I, I, think, it would, Cindy. I think it would work. Cindy, I yeah, was just going to say Cindy for the, the schoolhouse. Yep. No, no, I'd love to, I'd love to see that. That that mm-hmm. would be kind of on my list, but um, yeah, that's kind of that's all the characters we had for today that we're gonna kind of talk into. This is another fun yes. little uh, deep dive style episode of these just random characters that there there are ways to bring them back, you know, whether they directly tie into lore or not. They've proven they can do that. Yeah. So I I, I really enjoyed that. So mm-hmm. 
let's get into our little wrap up before we get out of here. Horror movies of the week. Uh, we've sort of been on vacation, so I, I only watched a, a couple things, but but nothing too major. I um I didn't watch it, but I sort of revisited a lot of the Zodiac stuff because we we're going to be in San Fran and then on the plane ride home. And once we got home, I've been rewatching Dahmer, the Netflix <laughs> Netflix one. I just forgot how good that is. Uh, but has anybody else watched anything that we want to chit chat about before we scoot off? Before we left on vacation, I'm um, doing a review Stop. for VHS uh, 94. I don't know if you've seen that one, Seamus, but I almost finished all of it. Probably the scariest fucking one I've watched. <laughs> it was really like weird. It. You didn't like it? No, I think we talked really? about it. I wasn't a big fan of it. No, I thought it was <laughs> not the worst one, but it wasn't it was my favorite. You didn't like. Damn. That's oh, wait. Funny. Well, hold on. I'm talking about 94. Maybe- yeah, how? But I watched that one. Is that one new? New? So VHS ninety four, I think, was the fourth. Because ninety nine was the one I didn't like very much. I think that was the newer one, like. right? Ninety four so is from twenty twenty one. It's the fourth. Maybe I have yeah. watched that one. I don't remember. I, they all run together at this point. Ninety nine well, was the you, one that. Would, yeah, I was gonna just gonna say if you haven't seen continue. it, watch it because it's really good. No, I was just gonna say it's good. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't. The VHS ones are tricky for me. I'm not like they have to be really, really good. Those compilation ones are tricky for me. Mm-hmm. It's basically uh, any found footage movie. Yeah. It has to be yeah. in the right that, way, otherwise it's gonna suck. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Seamus, you watch anything over the last week or nothing so? Specific, no, <clears throat> nothing specifically horror. I finished Echo and I started Masters of the Air, but they're not Ooh, horror movies okay. or horror shows or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta break it up a little bit. We can't watch horror all the time. I just watch way too much movies and TV that I'm watching a variety of stuff. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. have too much free time on my hands, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, our wrap up. We'll we'll kind of get Shutter Sundays moving again now that we're we're back in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fun. We did a. If you want to go check out our YouTube. Uh, Jamie got to interview the writer of Destroy All Neighbors, which stemmed from our Shutter Sunday uh, viewing of it. So if you are not Pretty aware cool. of our Shutter Sundays, head over to our YouTube page and watch it. And if you want to watch her interview, head over to our YouTube page and watch it because it's all uploaded there. And that's something we'll probably continue to do in the future. Well, I'll, I'll let Jamie sort of head the interviews because I don't want to put any more <laughs> on my plate. <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, but that's about it. We will be back soon. I mean, we're at this point in the middle of February. Mm-hmm. That first speculation map is coming sooner than you think. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that map drops late February, I early March. And it'll be September. Mm, I know. Exactly. So get ready because I'm sure within the next three weeks or so, we will be talking about, I don't want to say concrete HHN news, but we're going to talk about some pretty grounded HHN news, mm-hmm. but that about wraps it up. So until next time, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. And this is Jamie. Happy haunts. vampire stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music so if you would just go check him out spotify facebook again that is vampire stepdad